Hello, podcaster. It's Charlie here from the Business of Podcasting. And in today's episode, I'm joined by Rob and Kennedy of the Email Marketing Show. Now, this is actually part two of this episode. Last week, we released part one, which I felt was such a strong episode. But today, we really want to focus on how to book people in and have them promote as a guest on your podcast. Now, this is a topic that I know plagues many podcasters. I've come across so many in my time who really are complaining that their guests won't share episodes episodes, other people won't promote. Um, And all in all, I see many podcasters actually doing a really poor job at actually booking guests in getting them scheduled, getting the right information from them to create a successful episode. And what I think you'll really notice from this episode is that both Rob and Kendi have taken their email marketing skills and their copywriting skills and brought it into this league. I learned a lot from this episode. There was so many things I thought I was doing at the absolute pinnacle, which I've realized there's a whole nother level to play. So if you're a podcaster that does interviews and you want to do a better job of booking your guests in, actually getting the information you need from them to to create a successful episode, and then having the best chance of your guest actually wanting to and promoting your episode after, then I think this is a fantastic episode to listen to. A lot of really, really good insights to be gained there. Now, before we get in the episode, if you haven't already, make sure you do jump on our podcast's edge list. I've been writing an email every week for that that will help you grow and monetize your podcast itself. We'll put a link in the description here, but I feel like it's a very valuable thing for you to be on as a podcaster to help you succeed more. So let's hit into part two of this episode. If you haven't, check out part one, maybe after you've listened to this one from here, but let's get into this content. It's a, such a delicate one. It does start a bit abruptly. There's not a backstory or anything. We're going straight into this piece of content here It was as it was cut from the end of last week's episode. But nonetheless, I think you're going to get a lot of value out of it. Okay, great. So we put together a form, first of all, and the form was based on looking at some other people's application forms to be on a podcast. And we call it the application form, but we give it to people even though we know they're 100% going to be on the podcast because we're inviting them. But And some people will complain. They'll say, oh, I hate filling out these forms. And we say, I don't know. But every time we've Every time we've skipped it, if we've gone, no, no, we definitely want that person on the podcast. Let's just let's just give them the link. And we did it a few times on the last podcast. Every time that happened, we got to the day of recording and realized we didn't have all the things we were supposed to have. We hadn't prepared the stuff we were supposed to prepare. And that, and that, this all comes out of the framing of the form. So I, we no longer call it to them. We don't say to them, it's an application form. We call it the guest form. And all I say, all I say when I say to them, I say, We'd really love to have you on the podcast. That would be great. Because they've already said, yeah, I want to be on the show. So, and we've agreed that they're a good fit. So we say to them, it's, my, my wording is, let me try and get this. Um, it's, I should just look it up really. It's, so we've got everything we need to do a good job of interviewing and promoting you. And so we've got everything in one place. Could you go and fill out this form? So because we frame it that way, obviously our background is in marketing and specifically about psychology. We really think it's important to have in the, in doing a good job of interviewing you and promoting you as the second thought on that. So we've all got, we've got it in all one place. So we don't have to ask you loads of questions later. Then can you fill out this form? Since we're using that wording, we've had zero resistance to filling out the form. And I think it's and because it's, we've already pre-approved the person. It's not an application form. So it's not like a yes or no, because it used to be a yes or no form. We used to 
have Grace receive it. And then we had a bunch of criteria to make sure the topic was correct and all this sort of stuff. We, we now know it's always a yes. So that's the, that's the bit of getting them to fill out the form. And the other flip side of that of the of this that we've come across as guests is where, you know, somewhere approaching the podcast and also after recording the podcast, they're bombarding us with questions that we just ask for them all in the form. So we've got them. There's no circumstance where we're going to have to go back and ask for more information because it's in the form. So they fill out the form and everything from that point on is about as automated as it could be because we want it to have a personal experience, but we also want to make sure that nobody falls through the cracks. And because we're all busy in life and business, we c- I, I don't think it's possible or feasible for it to be a very manual process of, you know, like a, like a CRM sales process of having different stages of the pipeline. Did I contact that person to get their headshot? Yes. Did I contact that person to get the next bit? Because that nobody needs that. So somebody fills out the form and all of that information gets pushed straight into our CRM, which for this we use Active Campaign. Others are available. And so now what happens is that triggers a sequence of emails that go out to them. And the first email says, great, would you like to go and book in your appointment? We're really excited to have you on the call. And so now we found that there are some people who fill in the form and then don't go and book in the appointment. So we said, okay, great. We need to have four or five emails in a chain, a bit like a marketing campaign designed just to get them to book in on our calendar booking system. We use Calendly. As soon as they've booked in, it tags them in active campaign and immediately stops that chain of emails. But it's amazing how many people don't fill out that form for the first three, four, five emails. Sorry, don't book in their appointment for the first three, four or five emails. So that's nice and slick. Now, the moment they filled in that, they now go into the next sequence, which is now about the, it's, it's effectively like a, a webinar show up sequence. It's about getting them to turn up and be prepared when they turn up. So now there's a sequence of emails, which actually I haven't looked at for a long time. So Kennedy, you're probably more of here with what's in them, but it's a sequence sure. of emails designed to prepare them. Yeah. And that whole thing is about, again, making them look really good. So it's reminding them, this is the date and time. This is how you get on the call. Every email has a reminder of, here's the link again. Here's the link again. There's three emails that go out on the lead up. And one of them goes out two hours before the call, because you want that to be high up, right at the top of their inbox. We found an hour before, we used to do an hour before, and most people do. For most things we do. The problem well, that the person has forgotten, which has happened. Oh, I'm really sorry. I forgot all about it. Two hours of being away from... So if you're away from your desk, two hours is usually enough time to finish off what you're doing and get back to where you need to be. You could totally One hour is happen. usually like drop the shopping, get, run home and still be late because of traffic. So we do two hours now. So And in that, we're talking about have, a, have headphones, have a microphone, Here's a link to a headset with a microphone attached. That's really inexpensive that you can get shipped next day from Amazon. It's an affiliate link, but that's, but that's not really why we want to do it. It's because you want to recommend in case they're not particularly uh, au fait with being on podcasts. Uh, what else is in that? I think that's pretty much it. And just to let them know, it's going to be on video. So put a shirt on and we have like some personality stuff in there. Obviously what you wear below the desk is up to you. You know, so we also want to introduce them to our personality and that's really important. We also say to them, please listen to an episode of the show, at least one before you come on the show. Because there's nothing worse than if the person comes along and is not expecting two really quirky guys to be like funny and poking fun at each other. And they're sat there going, What's going on? I hope this. I thought this was a really serious. I'm a marketeer, don't you know? You know, if if that person shows up with that mindset, 
they're not going to have a very good time and that's not good for them or for us. So we do all of that. The other thing we do ask in that pre-show up sequence is for them to go and leave a review of the podcast. The reason we do that, and I've never seen anybody else talk about it, is because, yes, we want to collect reviews. That is the reason. But the reason we ask them to review it before the podcast, rather than asking them to review it after they've recorded the podcast, is because of the tone and the language they'll use in the review will be much more would be much more interesting and better if they haven't recorded their episode yet. If they record, if they might write a review after they've recorded their episode, their review will be like, I had great fun being on the show. They were really good guys and I'm really looking forward to hearing it. Well, that doesn't add any value for social proof, which is the only value of reviews right now. Instead, we want a review to be, this is a really good show. They had, a, I really enjoy the value they give, yada, yada, yada which is what you'll get if they haven't recorded as a guest on the show yet. So that's really important. So that's the show up sequence. It's, it's three emails. We do two hours before, 24 hours before, and I think it's three or four days before. So we want them just because sometimes we are, we only record one day a month. So it's the first Wednesday every month is the only day we record. So it can be a month or two in advance when they're booking in as well. So and that's the show up sequence. What did come out of this at one point was a couple of guests said when they got onto the podcast just before we started recording, uh, that was a bit much. Like so, And we had to tone it down a little bit. I think we had like five emails going out in the, in the few days leading up to the, to the podcast interview and we stripped it down to three, right? Three? It is three. three. Yeah, three. Um, because, but I, we'd much rather have a process where somebody goes, by the way, that was a few too many emails. You might want to tone that down a bit. Then somebody say, I have no idea how I've made it here. Like, I mean, this is fluke that I've managed to make it onto the podcast because I didn't get any emails or anything. So we wanted to make sure we were over overcompensating for it. So much to break down here. I um, <clears throat> I will say this. Uh, I haven't been through that sequence, I will say, but even in hearing it, that's like top 1%. I would argue that probably no other podcaster is going to that level. You guys have really topped it out. But um, what I would say is really interesting. I feel like I've been blessed in hearing this because all my guests are podcasters. They get the game. They have microphones. Like it's natural flow. Everyone's got gear. But thinking back mm. to when I was dealing with broader uh, segments of the uh, population, right. let's go with that. You, you could get anything. And I think I've almost forgotten uh, obvious things like, hey, uh, don't be at a cafe where they play music and are serving you drinks and talking from your laptop. Like, that stuff can still happen. Um, or in a car. Dude, dude <laughs> we, we, we interviewed a guy for our old show. I, I kid you not. He was in a park on a wooden park bench talking into a Shure SM58. We <laughs> <laughs> were like, wow, this is new. That that is it was different. it was like a news presenter in the in the park. It was, <laughs> yeah, like it, it's it's Rob Temple from the park. <laughs> it was awful. But I think what's really interesting here is like you've brought your unique skill set to podcasting to get the most out of it. Like your email marketing skills have um, paid off. Uh, I think in droves here, right? Um, in having that out, so it's like even into the start of like the framing of the form. Like if you can set up the intent for like, this is for you so we can promote you well. Like I, I really, really like the intent. Um, and then the other side of it is um, making sure and using uh, the Calendly integration to make sure they've booked it in. And then those constant reminders so that there's like very, very little to fall out of. And, and it sets right. an expectation. We, we, 
It does. And we were always concerned about that bit because we would have people fill out the form and then not complete the calendar booking. So we were like, oh yeah, whatever happened to that girl or that guy? And we're like, oh yeah, they just didn't book in. But what's interesting is our process doesn't stop there. Do you want us to go into the rest of it? Absolutely. Keep going. But this All is right. absolute gold. Okay, By the way, cool. little just so, little little ninja tip. Sorry, you little ninja tip there is if you get to if you've got your five emails that get them to book in the calendarly appointment and they don't do it, have another trigger at the end that tells you to like manually get in touch with them somehow, like Facebook or phone call or however you can, because we ask for their phone number in the form. So we can get in touch with them in other ways. Because otherwise, if they get to the end of the fifth email, uh, you know, it might take the ninth email if you had one for them to actually book in. So just have something that notifies somebody, you or the assistant or somebody, just to reach out and say hiya. Because otherwise, some really important guests can fall through the cracks and you just forget. Yeah, definitely. So and even the next you, part... We have, we, have to st- we have to break this down a little bit more. I can't resist because I think what's quite interesting here is like um, if you were a marketer to, sp- to put it out there and you hadn't listened to that episode as well um, and they hadn't had any expectation, I think someone could quite easily get caught off guard on your show. Like they really could and oh, yeah. it would actually be detrimental to how they look and present. So another really strong point there, which I think is fantastic. But then the review is the icing on the cake. Like the review is really yeah. clever. And I just wanted to ask before we go into this next bit, what percentage of guests leave a review? It's not high right now. We need to refine that a little bit more, I would say. Uh, the problem is, of course, we can't automate that. We can't like put them into an automation which says, oh, you haven't left a review yet. Wouldn't it be great? If, here's Charlie. He left a great review and he's really handsome. You could be like Charlie. You, know, we, we, you can't do that because you can't integrate iTunes with, well, anything. So uh, <laughs> so, we can't, so we can't track that, can we? So unfortunately, no, we can't. We can't do that. So we do. It's probably, I'm, I'm literally making this up. I would say 20% maybe. But uh, like everyone helps. Yeah, but everyone helps. We may You may as well ask if Absolutely. it's automated. I, I mean, I would almost be to the stage, did you know that people who leave reviews, like somehow more effort gets spent on promotion of you? Like it's magic. <laughs> it's magic. Like uh, an extra $100 gets spent on ads if you leave a review. I, I don't know who's paying for it, actually, but it's like. <laughs> it's just a miracle. It's really funny. Uh, That's funny. Anyway, um, obviously a little bit comical. Might work for you guys though with your nature, but to the point there, uh, what happens next then? How do you develop this through? Right. So Rob, do you want to talk about our, uh, so we've got them to come and do the recording now. We now have a bunch of stuff that happens. I don't know. Do you want me to talk about this, Rob? Because I know this is more than my end of the business. I feel like I'm just- Yeah, go for it. I mean, I know what it is, but go for it. All right, fine. So, um, so what happens next is we need to let the guests know that that podcast episode is going to go live. So we have our going live sequence is the next one. Oh, can I just interrupt? There is one, there's one thing I thought you were going to say, which happens as soon as we've recorded the interview, we do a little bit more stuff with them that's off air. Oh yeah, we do. That's very true. I forgot about that. You talk about that then. I'm going to shut my face. So as soon as we finish the interview and we hit stop recording on the roadcaster and we record, stop recording the video, we then say, oh no, we keep recording the video rather. And we say, before we let you go, we'd just love to get a couple more things, things from you that we can use to help promote this episode. So the first one is that we work with them to get them to rant about something that they don't like about email marketing. So that's like our little topic is, okay, what, what can you really get on your high horse about? What really gets your goat? What do you really dislike about email marketing? And just rant directly into the camera about it for a minute and we'll shut up and we just record that 
Then we get them to record a short into the camera piece about why they should listen to the email marketing show. Not necessarily that episode of the email marketing show, but why should they listen to the email marketing show as a whole? So they do a little 30, 60 second testimonial. And then we do a selfie with them, which always looks funny, you know, to us two trying to squeeze into that frame. Um, So we do a selfie with them. And I think that's everything. That is everything. You're right. Yeah. So we, so now we have some extra promotional stuff. Which was not featured in the show. So we can use that. Yeah. So well remembered. Cheers, dude. It's funny when there's, when there's just an automated process, because literally on the bottom of our sheet for what our running order of the show is, then at the bottom, the last, the last few features are, then ask them this, then do this. Like we don't, we don't leave any of it to chance. Like we literally have, we have a very strict tight running order of the show. This needs to take four minutes. This is one minute. This is 40 seconds, five minutes. Like it's really tight like that. So I just find this so next- interesting. The most interesting thing is like when you listen to this show, like it's entertaining. It's hu- like there's, there's humor in it. Like you guys are, are very, very um, talented in that area. But then behind the scenes, it's like regimented and organized like you would not it's believe. Literally, it's literally a sheet of A4 paper on the desk that says this is the list of things that need to happen. And there's one for our episodes, which is on, oh, that's our episodes. And then, oh, maybe it's not. Anyway, there's one for our episodes and there's one that's for us. the guest episodes. That's us. And that's the guest. Oh, that yeah, is so sensational. Anyway. I really like that as well. And just before we and go through said, there, what's interesting? is there anything you do pre-interview then? So like this is the after, is there any discussions, like even before we started recording here is like you, I always like to brief people on who the audience is, what we're going to cover. Do you do anything there at all? Yeah, we do. And that's the bit where we, where we really help them understand our personality. Like we really make sure that they get to know how we're going to react. And we have a little bit of banter between Rob and I, so they can see that's the dynamic. So, so we don't want to start with, with them going, hello. Okay. Everything's lovely. This is going to be a fantastic show. We're going to have a great time and everybody, PC, everybody, please. Thank you. And then suddenly we're like, all right. Woohoo. Yeah. And then they're like, what, what happened here? They feel like they've just been thrown into like some kind of den of, so we don't, we don't want to do that. So yeah, we use that time to get them used to our personalities. We have, we find out a bit about them. So we can say, oh, we, what we want to do, we, we learned this by, listen to lots of really good podcasts. We want them, we want the audience to feel like we've been hanging out for years and we're friends. Oh, you know, your wife, blah, 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 blah. They said that, didn't they? Oh yeah. We want the audience to feel like we've just literally got our friends to come and hang out. That's the feel of the show. And the thing that allows us that level of freedom and thought is because we don't need to think about the structure because it's in front of us. And what you said there was really interesting is the show does not sound structured whatsoever, does it? Like, yeah, we have features, but it doesn't sound like we really know, like there's a very formula, formulaic layout. There really is. That's just because within those pieces, we just, we sort of jam. Uh, so yeah, we do spend a lot of time with the guest, about 15 minutes. We put in, we put in 40 minutes for a recording that takes, it's a 20-minute show. So yeah, we do spend a lot of time with them beforehand. So if, even in the episode I listened to, you started with a question which was uh, quite interesting of like, you know, which one does he do? And it was like, does this guest travel the coast going to music concerts, uh, comic right. book conventions, or going to celebrity funerals? It was quite a right. personal touch you brought to that episode that made so you guys feel this, tight from the beginning. Right. So this is one of my proudest things that we do in the podcast is at the beginning of every podcast, they start off with, and our podcast in the past was this, was, hey guys, how you doing? Is how every interview starts. Because, and then I got to thinking, what's a different way of doing that? So we don't do that. We don't go, hey, how are you? We now start off with on our form that people fill in when they're 
sort of filling in the guest form is tell us a funny, amusing, non-business related fact that we can use to build rapport and have a laugh with you on the show. So they'll write in one fact about themselves. So it might be, I can't even think about it, what, what it was on the episode that you listened to. I think it was, it was, it was traveling to the different concerts around the US is what the guy was talking about. So we've got that. And then what either Rob or I know that fact, we write down two other alternative statements, which are not true. So we, the way we introduce the guest is literally by going, okay, Rob, one of these things, three things is true about Charlie. He's either this, this, or this, which one do you think it is? So now we get to build the rapport in front of the audience between Rob and I. So they get to know further about our relationship. We still haven't introduced the guest yet. Rob will guess or I will guess. And then our first thing the guest is, hey, Charlie, which one of those things is true? The guest shares that thing. And then we talk for like a minute or less about what happened. And then now we've got instant rapport between us and the guest and between the listeners and the guest. And remember this whole thing, being a podcaster is about the relationship we have with our listeners. So everything we do in the show is about deepening that relationship with the listeners through transparency and through relationships. That's what it's about. And we've, we've skipped that, that, Hey, how are you bit really, really quickly. Uh, there's also a nice thing that it gives you when you have a running thing like this, which is, and, and it used to happen with our other podcast. We had a, uh, in the, we did a quick fire round in that podcast, which we dropped for this one. And in that, one of the questions was, who do you like more, Rob or Kennedy? And the, the guests would either pick or they would just sort of try and get out of it somehow. And we had, a, we had genuinely had a tally chart on the whiteboard in the office about who was winning, who had the most. And this ongoing thing is really nice. But putting it at the beginning of the podcast is interesting because there was, a, until very recently, I hadn't got any of the guest facts correct when I guessed. And Kennedy has still got 100% of them correct, which is quite interesting. Mind reader. Mind reader. <laughs> and so it does give us an interesting episode by episode dialogue that continues as people are interested to know because I, I, I got one right recently spoiler alert for an upcoming episode but i got one right recently and uh, was able to make a big thing yes i finally got one right because i had 100 percent wrong track record and stuff like that again like that goes on over episodes really helps you deepen that relationship with the listeners because they come up to us at events saying oh you still never got one right like it's 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 a real thing it's a, it's a thing it's something you've added to this show for that deepened relationship i will also add is i felt like it it beautifully got the guests to like lower their guard, like instantly. Oh. There's less. There's less oh. of them being that I'm on the news, which right. was which was quite yeah. fascinating as well. Like it, it set the tone well. It's fascinating because uh, of course this afternoon I, I walked up the hill and have listened to these episodes, and it's so interesting from my point of view to now understand the intent behind them or how that's been right. developed into podcast content. So it's really interesting, guys. But pressing on into this. So you've gone through this type of intent, you've, they've been on the episode, you've recorded these little extra pieces of content, and then now we're going into this promotion element or um, how it's going to be promoted. How does that play out through this? Yeah. So we have a custom field inside of our email marketing platform. In this case, it's active campaign. And that means related to that and, that, and the custom field that's in there is the publishing date. That's the date that the, it's, it, we call it the live date, the date that the episode will go live into the podcast players. And relative to that are two, are a number actually of, of automated email sequences. And they, they are intended to do different things. So on the lead up to it, we give them the heads up three, but we're going to change it to actually seven. Actually this week, we're going to change it to seven days before 
their episode goes live to say, hey, next week's the week. We're really excited. And it's a really plain email that looks like it's coming from me. We don't pretend it's coming from me personally, but it looks and we get, I would say 90% of the guests reply to that email saying, oh, wow, awesome, cool, I'm very excited. And literally it says, here's what, here's what it is. It also includes a link to a media pack. We give each person a, a whole bunch of assets, which we're creating anyway for us. And that includes a little video clip, some quotes of interesting uh, tidbits of information that we've got from, from the episode and their interview, made as nice little graphics that they can share. They've got their episode cover artwork, basically a whole bunch of promotional stuff they could use should they want to make themselves look really good when promoting the episode. And we just basically say in that email, it says something, again, it's all personality driven from us. So I realized for most people, this might sound like, oh, I could never say that. Just find your way of saying these things if you, don't, if you do want to. We say, here's a bunch of stuff. Here's a link to, your, to a Google Drive we put together for you. They click on it and everything is in there. If you want, and we've had guests in the past post it on their social platforms. The really good looking guests even email their lists about this. So... We, we sort of tease about it. We sort nice of suggest scene. what they should... I see. What's that? Nice scene. Yeah, yeah. The good looking guests seem on their list. Like good, yeah, you see, right? So we, we sort of play with them and they're already getting a sort of... A, a, they're getting an additional sort of touch of our humor. And since they've met us and hung out with us a little bit now, they're going to see that in the, in the good humor it's meant. So we have that. And then we have an email that says, hey, tomorrow's the big day. That gets, that gets them excited. And then the next email is, whew, it just went live. We're really excited. Then we have another sequence which goes out all after the uh, after the event itself, and those uh, those emails are all about. Um, well, what the, one of them is, hey, we're getting really good feedback. Thank you so much. This is brilliant. So we've got that as an automation, and we've got another one which is, hey, Charlie, we want to just thank you again for being on the show last week. We're getting really good feedback from it. Obviously, one of our challenges is getting really high quality guests like yourself. I was wondering, and this is a really important wording, if there are one or two people who you know, really good fit for the show, and this is the bit, who you don't think we'd necessarily be able to get in front of ourselves, could you make an introduction? And that's really important. Adding those words, purely Rob's idea, actually, to add the who you don't think we could get in front of ourselves raises the bar of, oh, my great Auntie Mildred, she's got an email account, she loves <laughs> Gmail. Now, we, we don't really want great Auntie Mildred, I'm sure she's lovely, but we really want you to think, oh, who could they not get on themselves? The caliber the, of guests we get from that is a bit higher. The reason for that addition was we interviewed some really high caliber guests who've got way high contacts, much higher contacts than we could ever get in front of. And then when we asked them for recommendations, we were getting people who I thought, actually, Joe, if I got you, I can probably get them. And I know it sounds like a really a snobby, awful thing to say about putting people in this hierarchy of things. But, uh, you know, it's true. There are people who've got more gatekeepers no, around. Status them is a thing. We can, we can all agree. Status is real. Right. right. <laughs> in, in that, in that case, the losers, no, I'm kidding. Um, the, the people that they were, they were putting in touch, they were putting us in touch with their like immediate colleagues or sometimes their students and their, their coaching mentoring students. Cause that was good for them to be able to give them mentoring yeah, students. Absolutely. Makes sense. So I, I literally just said one day, if we could change that so that maybe maybe they can get us in touch with their mentors or like, like the people at the same level as them. And that made a difference to who we were being introduced to, for sure. It's interesting. It's very in line with someone else that um, I believe you guys know, because I think I've seen you guys doing this, is the Dream 100 list strategy from Matt and we Joe. We do the Dream 100, yeah. 
Yeah. I thought I saw it on your email as well, but the idea being is they say, hey, do you have any connections or know anyone that might be able to get us in contact with these people? And it's been one mm-hmm. of the best things uh, they've done to like, because they just didn't know who knew these people. So it's, it's, it's funny when the you- It's one of best things we've done. Yeah, from like, I mean, it's all in the frame. It makes them think differently th- about how to help you. We got three introductions within from that list within the first week of having it in our, and we've put it in like it's in. Kennedy added it to the footer of our um, support desk emails, and one of our customers just replied, going back and forth. He was asking for it. Can I have an invoice for this product? And yes, and here's the invoice we sent it to him. And then he replied to him, "Thanks very much, uh, and good luck with the Dream 100." Now he wasn't in a position to be able to make any introductions, but it was it's a tiny little link at the bottom of our support emails below the banner for the podcast. You know everything. It's right at the very bottom in really small text. And he said, "Oh, good luck with the that looks." great and uh so i was interested that it just it, it had stood out that much to somebody that they wanted to go and click and explore and see what what's this what got me with joe is that if you use a google sheet attachment and you send an email it makes your email fatter in their inbox it takes up more space so i'm like what is this like the curiosity is just insane on there but but again what is this like coming through here is your experience in email marketing the way you guys have like really leveled up the copy component and the sequences here. Like this is a top 1% stuff in this area. I'm not sure many podcasters, even at the highest level, um, would have some of this stuff in place. So very, very well done together there. Is there anything else that happens in this sequence or is like once they passed on, the next person goes in? Do you ever do like a, a maybe a three-month later re-promotion or anything like that of the episode? So this this is the next piece actually, funnily enough, we're looking at right now is we've got that bit really nailed, like you said. It's really dialed in. People can show up on time. They get reminded. They've got the damn links. They've got our email addresses inside of there, all the fundamentals and all this beautiful stuff. The next thing has to, for us, I want it to be two things. I want it to be an email, which is about a repromotion. Well, hey, do you remember when we did this thing? That was awesome. Show me do a little like, a little resurrection. And, and the next one is I want to do a bunch of additional reminders, which are manual reminders to me to connect with that guest and do some, hey, how can we collaborate? Because a lot of our guests are are brilliant and that's why we have them on the show. So, and they're, they're brilliantly connected, they're great business people and there's always an opportunity for collaboration. So I, I wanna make sure we make a bit more of the collaborative relationship there. And again, that can be automated. And we, have, we do have a phrase in all of our email marketing that we teach and we talk about this all the time on the show is automate the process, don't automate the relationship. And that is so, so important. So yeah, we're going to do a little bit more of that. Send me reminders because I'm the relationship guy in the business. So send Kennedy reminders about, oh, have you checked in with Charlie recently? You know, it's, oh, it's about four months since you spoke to Charlie. Make sure you make, you know, go and send him a high five or something. So we want to add that in afterwards. Oh, I've got one to add here. One that's been working for me. All right. So um, we had a show that, or a podcast that was stalling a bit and it kind of hit a bit of a flat line. I was like trying to come up with ways to like, really give it a kick. And um, I decided what I was going to do is go through the show and any guests that have been successful, I took a screenshot of their download numbers and how it did on social. And I sent it to them and it's like, we should do this again. And just because it was like crappy screenshots that I'd made and it was so personal, like this, you could tell this wasn't an automation. I actually got, I sent it to 10 people and I got five of them to re-promote their podcast episode. So we had our wow. backdated catalog just explode, um, which was a really great thing to make happen. And I think there's a lot of leverage to be uh, made of, of like podcasters tend to treat their, 
It's like this today's episode's good and the rest is trash. Don't, it's done. It's old. It's not true well, though. Well, and that's really important. There. You know, we, we were speaking to somebody the other day, I can't remember who it was now, about about podcast episodes and and making them evergreen. So we don't want our podcast, you know, the one we did, our most popular episode is six unusual lead magnet or list building ideas or something, right? So that's our most popular episode of all time. And that is that is good forever. Like those six things are going to be brilliant forever. So one of the big changes we made with this show is we don't call our episodes by numbers. We don't say, hey, this is episode... 32. And none of the links are slash 32. Nothing has a number. Everything is a word. And usually because our personality is a funny word. So we've had like slash sausages or the show notes are at emailmarketingshow.com slash underpants when we interviewed Michael Same, for example, because there was a story about him ending up in his, in his underpants. So it's all... And that by using words, obviously it's much more memorable rather than going, what was the thing? That, what was the number of that thing? That's tricky to remember. And it puts it in a sequence like, oh, we're at episode 300 now, but he's talking about an episode 12. Oh, that's not going to be very good, is it? Whereas if it's a word, it's more memorable and it's evergreen content. The stuff we're creating right now has to be good enough to be brilliant forever. That is the episode that grabbed my attention, by the way. I thought that was, that was the first one I listened to. It, was, uh, it really yeah. stood out. And great content, by the way. Um, but I, I really yeah. like the thinking here that's gone into like your content creation and making your show uh, unique to that point. Now, I am being mindful for time here. So I uh, will look to this one and we've gone well past what I normally record, but I just felt we were digging into <laughs> so many really good topics uh, and things I think a podcasters are going to get a lot of value out of uh, from here. So where is the best place for people to come and follow you guys and have a listen to the show and hear these things? Sure. Okay. So of course, you can find the podcast. Just go to the, the email marketing show.com or of course, look up the email marketing show on your favorite podcast player, whatever that might be. The other alternative is you could find our Facebook group. We're building an amazing community of people around email marketing, listeners of the show, and we're finding it very successful. Amazing engagement. If you haven't got a Facebook group for your show, by the way, honestly, it's amazing. So you can find ours by going to emailmarketingheroes.com slash group. That will take you straight to the Facebook group. So emailmarketingheroes.com slash group. And of course, we'll make sure to put some links in this episode so you can find them easily and come across where it's, uh, wherever you are watching or listening to this podcast episode itself. Now, podcasters, uh, we have covered a lot in this podcast itself, but one of the things I'd really encourage you to do is actually go and listen uh, to some episodes of this show. And I think now that you've got the inside scoop, you've, you've can already heard the thinking that's gone into it. When you listen to an episode of it, you're going to appreciate it very, very differently. Um, so I'd really encourage you to go and uh, have a listen to that and the dynamic of the content and the way they incorporate their humor and personality, I think is something a lot of podcasters uh, can learn from. And of course, guys, email is a crucial part of podcasting in itself. So probably some tips you can pick up and things you should probably be doing in your own show. So thank you both for coming on the show and uh, making this time zone work. It's actually getting dark here. I noticed my light's actually starting to blow out a little bit on my head at the moment, but that's all right from there. Thank you, Kennedy. Thank you, Rob. It's been a pleasure to have you on the, uh, once again. This has been another episode of the Business of Podcasting.